Welcome to 10.5, the official podcast of the OPP Association. My name is Scott Mills. And I'm Josh Jutras. We are the Strategic Communications Coordinators for the OPP Association and your hosts for the 10.5 podcast, the official podcast of the OPP Association. Seems like we say this a lot, Josh, but uh, I think it's worth repeating uh, for brand new listeners. I think we were 35 or 36-ish episodes in here, but the... uh, here we go. The association is the sole bargaining agent for the close to 10,000 members of the Ontario Provincial Police in Canada. And our members are our focus and our strength, and we aim to provide important information to our members and the public about matters that affect policing in the province of Ontario. On this episode, pleased to be joined by Provincial Constable Laura Klusterman. And our topic is peer support for our members and the first responder community through Badge of Life Canada. Laura, welcome to the 10.5 podcast. Thanks, Josh and Scott. It's uh, amazing to be here. So, Laura, I understand from your bio that uh, you've only recently become the executive director of Badge of Life Canada. I was wondering if you could explain to the audience what Badge of Life of Canada is, when it started, and what its mission is. Absolutely. Um, So, yes, I am the new executive director as of October and Badge of Life Canada is a registered charity, and our mission is to empower Canadian public safety personnel and their families who are dealing with operational stress injuries, including post-traumatic stress and suicidal ideation. We're all about achieving healthy living and post-traumatic growth, and our mission statement is has, for, has the pillars to promote the active and retired Canadian safety personnel who have been diagnosed with operational stress injuries. That, again, includes a post-traumatic stress with access to counseling, crisis resources, suicide prevention, family support, a psychoeducation piece, and group support programs like peer support that um, we do virtually and in person and with the written education as well. We're all about the advancing the knowledge by funding research into the causes and effects of treatments for operational stress injuries and for making the results of that research available to the public. We also want to advance education by holding conferences, workshops, and providing virtual in-person and written psychoeducation programming, training, and resources on topics that relate to operational stress injuries and including post-traumatic growth and suicidal prevention. We're all about the hope, growth, and recovery and changing the narrative and transforming the culture around mental health. Seems like some really necessary, awesome work, uh, Laura. I know uh, uh, quite a bit about the history of Badge of Life Canada, and uh, I'm not sure if it's widely known out there, the, the whole history of it. And uh, I was wondering if maybe you could uh, give us a history lesson on uh, how Badge of Life Canada started and, uh, and uh, where we're at today. Absolutely. So it was, it's Badge of Life Canada is staffed all by volunteers who walk the talk, we pay it forward, and we support Canadians. Canadian public safety personnel by offering a safe, confidential place where members in crisis can turn for immediate information and we can we provide hope, growth, and recovery to those members who are suffering an operational stress injury. And the founder, Peter Platt, he was a 25-year veteran of the Ottawa Police Service. He was diagnosed with PTSD in 1993 and he was the one that laid the bricks and mortar for the organization which started in 2010. Um, that became the foundation of our legacy and in integrity across Canada for Badger Life Canada. Shortly after um, when Peter died of cancer, he 
took the organization, it was left put over to Bill and Lynn Rusk, and they were the ones that continued the role and the leadership role until October 2021, when I became the executive director. So it's been, there's been a lot of people that have been involved, and many have worked hard in carrying the vision that Peter started back in 2010. Our motto is strength in numbers, and we're also going with the motto of hope, growth, and recovery, just the, uh, for the positive spin on uh, and how we want to move forward. I just want to jump in there. Uh, um, I found out about this through a woman named Patricia Davies, who runs a heart group. Uh, it's called the Heart Group. It's for police officers. And she had been in very close contact um, for many years with Peter Platt. And uh, she, she's been doing this work for years. And she had such a, um, such a positive uh, vibe uh, from dealing with, with Peter. And that's why I kind of put that question in there. I wanted, uh, I really wanted you to talk about Peter Platt. So thanks for doing that. Uh, Laura, I, I see references to Canadian public safety personnel and I infer that includes members here at the OPP Association. But I was wondering if you could elaborate on the target audience for Badger Life Canada's mission. Absolutely. So the Canadian public safety personnel, it's a term that's continually evolving in the academic research world, encompassing personnel acting in professional capacities who ensure the safety and security of all Canadians. And it's included, but it's not limited to police personnel, including sworn, civilian, active, retired, federal, provincial, municipal, and First Nations policing, along with special constables, sheriffs, bylaw enforcement personnel. Uh, the communication, public safety communication personnel, corrections personnel, fire safe services personnel, EMS and paramedicine personnel, along with nursing. We also look after Canadian border services, search and rescue personnel, and military personnel as well. So that kind of encompasses the uh, what we look at, the Canadian safe, public safety personnel. That's a pretty broad mandate, uh, Laura, and uh, we're just getting you warmed up here. Um, so I, I was going over your bio uh, that you sent in when we invited you on the podcast here, and uh, a few things stood out to me. First off, 33 years of policing service to the citizens of Ontario, so thank you for that. And uh, more specifically to our topic here, um, your bio states, I'm going to quote this, uh, and identifies with those diagnosed with post-traumatic stress injury, sanctuary trauma, and moral injury. And uh, I was wondering if you could explain post-traumatic stress injury, and I'm really emphasizing the injury part here, and uh, also explain what sanctuary trauma is, and uh, as well what moral injury is. Those are good questions, and I will try my very best to explain them. Um, PTSI is the, we say injury because that's the preferred word over for post-traumatic stress instead of using a disorder, which sounds very terminal and hopeless. And at Badger Life Canada, we're all about the, the hope and the proactive piece that everyone can play because we want to instill hope. Sanctuary trauma is often um, by our board member, Dr. Jonathan Douglas, it says it occurs when an individual who has suffered a severe stressor next encounters what was expected to be a supportive and protective environment and discovers only more trauma. And as you can imagine, 33 years of policing, I can say, and that's why I identify 
with all of those things is because it's very true for me personally as a police officer and I, I, that's why I can identify in, in uh, the Canadian public safety personnel. And moral injury refers to the psychological, social, and spiritual impacts of events in which a person performs, witnesses, or fails to prevent acts that conflict with one's own deeply held moral beliefs and values. And moral injury is a specific type of psychological injury that reflects on enduring impact on the individual self-image and worldview. And I mean, we can all kind of say that when moral injury occurs, the range of outcomes are broad and can include like guilt and shame and anger, sadness, anxiety, disgust. And there's also the interpersonal outcomes, including lower self-esteem, high self-criticism, beliefs about being bad, damaged, unworthy or weak, and self-destructive behaviors. And also comes with a loss of faith in people, avoidance of intimacy and the lack of trust in authority figures. And the spiritual outcomes including loss of faith in previous religious beliefs and no longer believing in a just world. And, and I think that um, Sid Gravel speaks huge and very, very broadly on this topic. And I think that the trust is a big thing right now. The trust with police officers within ourselves and, you know, with society is, in, is, uh, is huge as we, you know, find ourselves in, in where we find ourselves. Yeah, I, I really, uh, really have benefited from attending Badger Life Canada events in the past, uh, Laura. You know, there's a few light bulb moments. Sid Gravel and, you know, Brad McKay, they, they were always kind of there and, and I, just kind of opening my eyes and almost like giving me a vocabulary for different feelings and things. Um, it, uh, and, and Dr. Jonathan Douglas, uh, you know, being a psychologist on your board, I'd never heard the, I'd never heard what sanctuary trauma was, and and when uh, when he actually said that in a presentation, it's just a, one of the, again another light bulb moment. So, I just really uh, value the work that Badger Life Canada has done under all the leaderships, uh, and uh, looking forward to the future. Laura, with relatively new defined terms for the various types of traumas and an ever-evolving landscape for mental health and wellness, can you explain what the vision for Badge of Life Canada is moving forward? Absolutely. So the vision moving forward is about education, networking, collaboration. Um, I put it to the, the sense of there's lots of organizations out there that are doing some amazing work and it's like they're in a silo and with a silo it creates cracks and so what i'm wanna, what we want to do at badger life canada moving forward is to create um, an area that's a networking organization so for people to come together and for the resources to be there before a crisis happens and like working together with organizations to ensure that no one falls through the cracks and i mean one thing that we have looked at and, and dr uh, Dr. J is very, you know, very much a part of it is the presumption of legislation with the prevention of claims instead of looking at the injury. And I know that what they've, you know, the income replacement benefit to a percentage of full pay, those kind of things, they damage the relationship between the employer and employee. So what I want to try and do is, is to bring forward, you know, more of a proactive approach to things. So you know, instead of impede people's recovery and slowing people, the healing process, we need to make sure that everyone is, understands what each other is going through. And, you know, take, 
take proactive approach to transform the culture by working together, uh, looking at the primary, secondary, and tertiary prevention programs. So, for example, recruits. When a, when you sit in front of a you know your recruit, you're brand new. You don't know, you know what what you're going to be faced with. Get the crisis resources in place before they need them, and then you can do it again for you know whenever a first responder or Canadian safety personnel attend a course have you know we can come in and say these are the resources in your area and this is what's out there so before a crisis occurs and to have this type of approach throughout the uh, the person's career because openness vulnerability i mean that's what transforms a culture and to have everybody work together for a common goal so that's kind of like what i uh, my, my vision is for Badge of Life Canada is to, to have everybody working together because, again, like our motto, it's strength in numbers. And there's some amazing organizations out there that I have come to learn about and, and taken the, some of the training, and, and it's phenomenal. And, uh, like, it's all about open and authentic dialogue because at a 33 years of policing, vulnerability is power and so is knowledge. And uh, to be more proactive is definitely a positive approach. I think whatever you whatever you're saying is working, uh, Laura, because I keep hearing that uh, our Encompass program, um, they're actually, you know, putting it out there to recruits and things like that. And, uh, you know, trying to hook up interested recruits with, uh, you know, professional uh, um, help before they even need it. So I, I hope that that's the way of the future, but I think you can never talk about this stuff enough. So thanks for everything that you're doing and uh, everybody that's involved with the uh, Badge Life Canada and all the organizations out there. And I see on the website uh, for Badge Life Canada, I think it's badgeoflifecanada.org. That's right, uh, yeah. Is that it? Yeah. So uh, I saw there, there's a tremendous number of resources available across Canada. And uh, you can even search it by province. And, you know, I, I, I know Bill and Lynn really worked hard on, on that. Uh, that was a, a real focal point to get that resor the resources on there. And I was just wondering if you could explain the resources, the resources that are available on Badge of Life Canada website for our listeners. Absolutely. So there's there's lots of resources out there, and it's one of these where it's it's ever changing and ever growing because there's new um, like equine therapy, and there's all kinds of different resources that are out there. So if you go on, you know, badgeoflifecanada.org, there are lots of resources out there. And if there's something that you know you don't see, then you can you know there's a contact us button, and you can say, hey, what about this? And then I would be the one that would kind of like try and figure out where you're looking and from where you are in Canada. And that's right now I'm getting, you know, I've got some contacts in British Columbia that are saying, hey, these are really good resources and uh, and stuff like that. So that's kind of like expanding for the resource side. And then we also have the virtual peer support sessions that are growing exponentially and they're on Monday nights. So it's all through Zoom. And again, it's Canada. So we have some people coming from British Columbia, some people coming from Nova Scotia, and it is a safe place and it doesn't matter what background you're from. If you are a Canadian, you know, first responder, public safety personnel, you log on. There's a sign up genius on the website that you sign up for. And I send you a link and it's a safe place to come and talk. And it's very structured because, you know, we don't have any, there's no trauma talk. It's just basically 
you know, you share as much as you want to share. And then there's a, also a psychoeducation piece to it that we have a therapist come and kind of discuss something if there's a common theme that's been, um, that can be heard through the, through the uh, people that will we'll discuss it. We, and, and it is, it's, it's not, it doesn't take away, that's not, it's not a therapy session because this is just an add-on to the entire person's journey. So that's one big thing is it's, people have said how just having a common, you know, peer support is absolutely invaluable. Um, there's no cost. I mean, we do ask for a donation because once again, I mean, it, there is a cost to, uh, to running the program. So we do ask for, uh, for a donation. And uh, the rules of engagement are, it's a non-judgmental, respective group. Uh, like I said, there's no specific details sharing of the trauma exposure. We uh, share to identify, we don't share to compare. And uh, it's done all through Zoom. I send you the link. And it's just a, I mean, we have people that have been coming for over a year. And they're just, it's nothing but a it's a positive experience and you share as much as you want to. The introductions are simply, you state your name, uh, the background you're from and where you're calling in from. So there's no rank attached to it. There's no, you know, uh, like 33 year police officer. It's just saying, you know, you're from paramedicine, you're from fire services, you're from military, you're from corrections, or you're from a policing background. Um, we do create a safe container. So when we start at seven, we don't allow people in past seven because it is a safe container. People know that you can't come and go as you please. It is just for the first responder. Um, I am now setting up more, uh, like a broader expanding it into, uh, there's going to be spousal support as well. And that's through, you know, different therapists and stuff that have come forward and said, hey, you know, I know you're doing this for the first responders. Can I set something up for uh, for the spouses? Which is, I mean, again, that's, that's another resource for people out there. When we create a safe container, um, we ask that people... You know, if you have to step away, we want to know it in the chat. If you're having IT issues or anything, then we just ask that you let me know because when you get the Zoom link, my uh, address, my email address and my phone number on there, just let me know. And that's just for safety precautions because, again, we want to make sure that this is a safe environment for, for everyone. Um, I mean, we are a charitable organization. There's uh, no staff salaries. Every penny that comes in to us from donation is being used to for training for education and things like that so i mean anything any kind of payment that we get is is always uh is always the support is invaluable and information on badger life canada will be posted in the show notes for this episode and i will just also note uh for members of the opp association uh that do have access to the encompass mental health wellness program uh, that it can be accessed 24-7, even in a crisis situation, by calling 1-866-794-9117 or visiting their website at encompasscare.ca. And uh, just note as well that the Healthy Workplace team of the Ontario Provincial Police is also available for OPP members, uh, including retirees, auxiliary officers. And Scott, I'll throw it back over to you. Thanks, Josh, and uh, thanks for all the great information here, Laura. Um, I think this is a really good, uh, really good to get this out on on the podcast here. So thanks sir, for joining us. Um, I understand that Badge of Life Canada has been involved in some peer support training of late, 
And I was just wondering if you could share with us uh, what that is all about. Absolutely. So um, Sid Gravel and Brad McKay, they uh, have, they're kind of like advisors for our board and they train, they've been training our uh, peer supporters. So I put out on social media a little while ago asking for volunteer, our volunteer retirees from uh, Canadian Public Safety Personnel. And I can't even begin to tell you the amount of interest I got, which was absolutely amazing because lots of people want to give back, which I, I just have, I, I love. So they've been doing the peer support training to build our peer support uh, to be, to build the network. And I mean, anybody, even if you're not retired, we're Badge of Life Canada is always looking for volunteers. So Laura, if somebody wants to volunteer, uh, can you tell me how they can get in contact with you exactly? Absolutely. So um, I can be uh, reached at my email at Laura, L-A-U-R-A at Badge of Life Canada, all one word, dot org. Provincial Constable Laura Klusterman is the Executive Director of Badge of Life Canada. Laura, thank you so much for your work that you're doing for all first responders in Canada, and thanks for taking the time today to do this. Ah, thank you very, very much. And that is our episode for this week. New episode drops next Friday, and all episodes are always available on our blog at oppa.ca slash media. If you like what you hear, please use that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. For Scott Mills, I'm Josh Jutris, and from everyone here at the OPP Association, thanks for listening, and be safe.